0: Welcome to Empirical Discussions, part of the Empirical Evidence blog about all things cannabis. I'm Nick Johnson, historian, editor, and author of the book Grassroots, A History of Cannabis in the American West. Today I'm here with Joy Smith, founder of Joy Organics, a new CBD product shop in Fort Collins, Colorado. CBD is shorthand for cannabidiol, one of dozens of unique compounds found in cannabis plants. Unlike another one of these compounds, tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, CBD is not psychoactive, but is known to have a wide range of medicinal properties. CBD products are a fast-growing segment of the emerging legal cannabis industry, projected to surpass $450 million in sales nationwide by 2020. Joy opened her shop this summer in downtown Fort Collins, where she offers cannabis therapy to those who may not want the euphoric uh, experience of marijuana. Joy, thanks for speaking with me today and for hosting me here in your lovely shop.
1: Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me.
0: So first, although I offered a fairly general description of CBD in the introduction, can you give a little bit more information on what CBD is and what people use it for?
1: Well, cannabidiol CBD um, comes from at least our plant that we use, looks identical to the marijuana plant. Um, The industrial hemp plant is actually tall and thin and kind of stocky. But our plant is called a PCR hemp plant, hmm. so it's phytocannabinoid rich.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, so Can you explain what that means? It's very high in CBD, low in THC. It's uh, a proprietary blend that has been perfected over the last 10 years.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have um, a genetic a genetic person somewhere yes. who breeds these plants? Yes. We'll exactly. get, get Outside, get
1: the... by the way. You said something about the cannabis being inside and grow light. Sure,
0: yeah, when we were just, just talking, yeah
1: but we grow ours outside
0: good yeah so
1: cbd is um you know comes from the plant and it's good for um, a number of things we have what's called endocannabinoid receptors in our body so when you take a cbd plant we have the receptors to receive what we need whether it's for uh, your immune system whether it's for anti-nausea inflammation pain Um, you said it's not psychoactive in your introduction but CBD actually is psychoactive it's not psychotropic it does work with the neurotransmitters it does affect your mood mm-hmm. it does help with anxiety and depression
0: mm-hmm. so not psychoactive in the way that we commonly associate with cannabis yeah but it has a different set of psycho- psychoactive Psychotrop- effects yeah. okay it's
1: not psychotropic
0: and so that actually kind of brings me to the next question because this is something that I'm sure you uh, encounter a lot but how is CBD different from marijuana um, you touched a little bit on where it comes from. It comes from a different type of plant that's been bred to have, you know, more CBD than THC. But can you just explain a little bit more about how it's different from a, a marijuana experience?
1: So with the marijuana, you're going to get high. With the CBD, with these receptors, um, I have a chart actually on my computer that shows w- like what CBD is good for in your body and the receptors that it hits. You know, like the things I mentioned, the... the You know, inflammation, pain, uh, anxiety, epilepsy. I honestly don't know, like, as far as what the THC is good for, besides getting high. I know there's good properties in that plant, but the CBD is good for a number of things, like I mentioned.
0: Mm -hmm. And so what is your background uh, or experience with CBD, and and what led you to open this shop?
1: You know, my background, I don't have a background in this. I have always been a holistic person, interested in uh, a natural approach to health. My husband's been in the health industry for 28 years. What happened, Nick, was I used CBD for the first time this spring, and mm. to help me sleep. And the first night I took it, I slept through the night, mm-hmm. which for me was crazy.
0: Did you have just insomnia, or, or any, had any insomnia. specific? Okay.
1: I, you know, I don't. I've never been diagnosed, but I would fall asleep, but then I would wake up. Couple hours later, and be up for three hours. Oh, okay. So I would say that's insomnia.
0: Yeah, I would. I agree.
1: But CBD was crazy. I had a crazy good experience with it, and um, at the time, my my son, my oldest son, was looking for something. Um, he came to visit us. He was looking for a new business. He's been in the network and uh, uh, marketing online business for thirteen years. SEO, online marketing, mm-hmm. and. He came to visit us in Florida, and I was having a hard time sleeping. I had just come back from a trip to to Africa. I was gone three weeks. I had injured my shoulder. I was a mess. And he said, have you tried CBD? He he had started kind of investigating the industry. And so we- Uh, In Florida he he was based? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we went to a shop in Florida, got some CBD, and the rest is history, really. Mm -hmm uh, from, from that experience, um, my oldest son, Jared started talking to my husband about what, what about us going into business? Mm-hmm. And my husband is busy. He didn't want to do anything with mm-hmm. another business. Um, what does he like, do? That's he's a, he's been in network marketing. Okay. Unicity. Mm-hmm. is the company he's done with. Okay. Um, and he's kind of the trainer guy. He's been, we've been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started investigating manufacturers, um, doing our own little market research and came up with a, the manufacturer that we feel is the best in the industry right now for a full spectrum organic THC free product.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you say manufacturer, does that mean uh, the grower and a processor or is this yes. just the way that the plant is processed?
1: It's, it's the grower and the processor. Okay. So the manufacturing facilities in Colorado Springs and their fields are in La Junta, just south.
0: Oh, okay. So it's a, a local product. Yes. And so what struck me about that story was that this all happened in Florida, which is not Colorado, is not Washington, California, you know, or these states that uh, have approved legal cannabis. So, um, uh, this was last year you were saying this all happened earlier this, earlier this year. So yeah, this is brand new. So, um, that must've been a fairly new shop then in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Brand new.
1: mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. Brand new shop. Because they
0: just passed medical marijuana there. uh, What was this? This last election that they had, wasn't it? So man. Well that's very interesting. So why did you choose Fort Collins?
1: Well, um, we actually bought in the Upper Pooter three years ago this month, uh-huh. November, and spent the last two summers there from Florida. Um, in the spring, this early spring, we decided we wanted to move to Colorado we we're done with Florida. We've been there twenty-eight years. Raised our kids there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been coming to Colorado almost every year with our kids, either skiing in the winter mm-hmm. or camping, hiking mm-hmm. in the summer. So we've just always kind of had a thing for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest son went to school here his first year, mm-hmm. until he realized the second month of his first year that he was in love with my youngest daughter's best friend, and mm-hmm. finished school in Florida. Okay. But that's how we—that's how we found Fort Collins. Mm-hmm was we went to, to school here, here. Yeah. otherwise we'd be in the front range. Right. Brecken Vale, you know, Keystone.
0: Right. The Mountain yeah, The the central mountains. Yeah. But
1: we just love Fort Collins. We bought up in the Upper Pooder, mm-hmm. loved it up there. Um, so we sold our condo and planned to move in the upper pooter and this whole thing happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we
0: moved to our palace. Right. So it seems, sounds like it came together pretty quickly. <laughs> in yeah, a matter, of, it matter of months. It was um, like a little
1: snowball. But given it's what you very told me about your
0: family's history, their experience in, in marketing, um, yeah. you know, decades in the industry, you know, you have some established know-how there. So um, maybe not too surprising. Um, so how does your shop differ from a marijuana dispensary? Um, there are several dispensaries here. Yeah. Um, there's even one other CBD shop, um, if I understand Google Maps correctly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I couldn't find your shop yet on Google Maps, but so do you serve a totally different crowd than the marijuana dispensaries or do you find that there's a little bit of an overlap with your customer base?
1: Um, well, let's first the difference. Sure. So you don't need a, an ID. I have my door open. Yeah. Those are a couple differences. I've had people comments, several people, that it feels like a spa in here. Uh-huh. It's a totally different vibe Right. when you come into here compared to a dispensary. Does it overlap? Absolutely. I had somebody call today and ask, how old do I need to be to buy CBD? You know, I look at this like a supplement, right. this is like, I think in three to five years everybody's going to be taking it for overall well-being. So I have kids come in, kids meaning teenagers yeah. with anxiety all the way up to people in their eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely an overlap because I've had people come in and say, this is so different from the dispensary I got my last CBD uh-huh. from. Right. So there's definitely an overlap. But also, in addition, I think, yeah, it's a different crowd.
0: So some, some people are just not really, uh, they don't really understand the difference between what's offered at a dispensary and what's offered here. Right. Other people are um, coming here be- because they know about CBD and they don't want uh, the euphoric uh, experience. Right. right. hmm Are you in dialogue with some of the other cannabis businesses in the area or? I'm
1: not yet, Nick. Okay. Um, and I should be. Uh, I feel like we moved here. And it was all about getting that shop set up. Right. I've been running ever since. Right. Um, So, but I need to reach out. We have um, Up and Smoke is, um, it's not a dispensary, but they carry our products.
0: Oh, the uh, the head shop? Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: So, they're retailing our product. They're buying wholesale from us, retailing it. Mm -hmm. So, we're in relationship with them, but they came to us. But I need to reach out. I need to... Get more in the community.
0: And... Yeah, I'm just interested in how this all plays out. You know, with with marijuana dispensaries and CBD places. You know, how they can coexist and even work together. You know, for yeah. for you know the, the good of the industry, for mutual gain, that kind of thing. That Absolutely. that stuff's kind of collaboration is always interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your uh, your philosophy on CBD and like the medical approach to it. Um, you know I've, I've come across at least one report that appears to be uh, signaling that you know the legal cannabis industry is moving toward higher CBD strains of cannabis uh, in general um, not just hemp but and particularly marijuana strains um, uh, these dispensaries you know are finding that people coming are coming in they want a little bit more balanced experience they don't want you know to be completely stoned out of their mind you know they want a little bit more and, and they've been reading about CBD and they're asking about it and so there seems to be this uh, a little bit of a movement going on within the cannabis consuming public that they just kind of wanting to demand more CBD products. So, mm-hmm. um, and on and top of that, there are people in the medical cannabis world who advocate for a, a combined treatment therapy, right? CBD and THC. So I just wanted to know what your, um, your views on that are um, and where your shop kind of fits into all of that.
1: Well, we won't ever have THC in our products, Okay. so, and yeah. I don't think you need it. We, I feel like from our uh, manufacturing of the plant that we use, um, that PCR hemp plant, mm-hmm. we get the entourage effect with our CBD and our terpenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't I won't carry the, th- the THC mm-hmm. products. I do want to target children. Yes. I do want to target those who um, might have drug tests that wouldn't want the THC.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, personally, I have an adverse uh, reaction. I feel more anxious. On THC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I didn't want it for that reason. Mm-hmm. And then as I researched, you know, things for children, not only epilepsy, but ADHD, mm-hmm. um, ADD, and those who would have a drug test. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know too much about, I haven't researched much about on the alternative. Oh, so.
0: okay. Yeah, about the, well, I guess it would be uh, the, a different version of the entourage yeah. uh, approach. but exactly. you, you, you're familiar with that concept, so you've yeah. read a little bit about yeah. it. Um, what are, some of the main like uh, things you've read that have informed uh, your approach here, um, you know, are there studies? Did you you find a book any, anything like that? I know. It's...
1: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say one thing. I mean, we just were reading nonstop mm-hmm. from the time we were researching. Um,
0: Do you have someone I mean, who's dedicated to doing research, or is it just kind of combination of everybody? Yeah, we
1: have kind of everybody. Yeah. In the beginning, I, I'm sure we will, but mm-hmm. um, you know the when you're reading stuff, and we were brand new to this industry, so when you're reading stuff, you're having conflicting uh stories from one person and somebody else says it's kind of like you have to filter out all this stuff. I feel like we've got more information from our own chief scientist on our product and how our product works mm-hmm. um, than anywhere else mm-hmm. but no, there wasn't one source i had I didn't know you b- about your book
0: oh. <laughs> Well, there
1: wasn't one source or one book, right? I'm actually working on a book.
0: Yeah. About, um, the, uh, just CBD and my own
1: journey. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Interesting. So um, I see that you uh, guarantee all of your products to be organic. Um, I think you touched on that in the beginning. Um, that's obviously important to me because I've written all about the damaging environmental effects of cannabis uh, cultivation. So um, you said you, your products come from, uh, ultimately from a farm in La Junta. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you uh, locate them and you know, decide to go with them? And then how do you ensure that these products are you know, environmentally responsible or sustainably produced?
1: Uh, well, we did a lot of research We, um, when we started in spring researching out who does this, um, we collaborated with a friend who already had two years experience researching out companies. And he really helped us a lot. We've known him for 25 years. Um, so A, we found the company that met the criteria, organic full spectrum, for us and no THC. Um, second, you know, we've been down there. Mm -hmm. I've been down to the farms. I've seen their practices. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess there's a a trust level. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't seen lab reports on them being organic like I have, that there's no THC in there. But I trust them.
0: Mm -hmm. So have you uh, discussed things like um, pest control or like what what do you know? Do you know what they use for pest control? I, I don't. Okay.
1: I sure don't, Nick.
0: Okay. But, so, it sounds like you, you've you hired people who are very familiar with the industry and you, you said, I'm looking for this specific type of yeah. product from the and I have to have these criteria, right? It's got to be right. organic. And they, they went out and located one for yes. you. Um, but I mean, that is nice that you were able to go down there and visit to, yeah. to kind of see it firsthand. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this, I'm getting a, a better idea of how this all came together. It's a, definitely a, a group effort and you're relying on, yeah. on people who have already had uh, you know, a foothold in the industry. What, um, in your experience, are some of the most common misconceptions um, about CBD?
1: I think the, the biggest one is, am I going to get high? Can I, can I drive? Even mm-hmm. just giving a little sample of four milligram CBD, mm-hmm. people ask, am I going to be able to drive? Mm-hmm. So it's that psychotropic. That they're thinking CBD is
0: going to have that kind of reflects the cultural domination of marijuana, right? That um, it's this kind of uh, cannabis itself, this this multifaceted plant with all these multifaceted uses, is kind of being painted with a broad brush as this is the getting high plant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do you have any um, uh, strategy on how you combat that, or is it just kind of casually educating people?
1: It's. I feel like everybody who comes in, mostly everybody who comes in, there's an education process. Yeah. So it's it's definitely education. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to work on some videos that we'll have on the website mm-hmm. that will educate that and mm-hmm. also just each of our products and how they're used. Um, but y- you definitely have to educate people, which I think that's why the storefront is so popular.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People have looked us up online, but they're still going to come in if they can, mm-hmm. even from Denver.
0: So you've done some charitable work or some, uh, some ph- uh, philanthropic work uh, in Africa, which uh, you talk a little bit about on your website. Um, can you uh, just uh, describe kind of briefly uh, what you've done there and what from that experience do you plan to take into the whole CBD uh, industry?
1: That's a good question, Nick. Um, I have done women's events, women's conferences, empowering women, um, we have done uh, um, work in Swaziland with CarePoints, um, sponsoring children to have, you know, meals at school. Um, I'm currently working on a project called Greater Hope Project, and I'm working with an organization um, helping to sponsor a school in a refugee camp that's in northern Uganda um, for the South Sudanese. Mm -hmm. who have fled their country. Mm -hmm. So we raised enough money for a school lunch program for the year. Um, We're currently working on uh, building the schools. Right now they are tin roofs, uh, sticks, and actually the the teachers and community have started mudding in the walls. Mm -hmm. So we just raised enough money to put concrete floors, get chalkboards, and finish the walling of, I think there's nine buildings. but then we want to raise some support for the teachers because mm-hmm. they're not getting paid and they're refugees as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, that sounds like great and very uh, very rewarding work, very necessary yeah, work. Yeah. Um, so anything that uh, you've, you've come across in that experience that you think um, might translate to CBD? I mean, obviously from the obvious connection, helping people, Yeah. Um, anything else?
1: Well, you know, I definitely think about um, that this will be a supplement three to five years mm-hmm. uh, that we'll be able to share with the world.
0: If you don't mind, do you share some of your um, examples of what people are coming in here and you know it, whether they uh, have found relief in cannabis before or is it something they're just going to try? Or, mm-hmm. You know, What what are people um, asking for when they come in?
1: Mm-hmm. Relief from, from pain, relief from um, uh, inflammation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of arthritis, mm-hmm. um, diabetes, neuropathy, um, anxiety is a big one. Mm-hmm. Probably anxiety and sleep are, are the top two mm-hmm. and you know some people have come in and they've used THC, they've used can- uh, CBD before mm-hmm. um, and some haven't mm-hmm. um, but yeah I would say sleep and anxiety. I, I had a couple of people come in repeats this week mm-hmm. um, one guy came in for his wife who has RA rheumatoid arthritis mm-hmm. and she's actually taking the um, 25 milligrams with curcumin in it which is known for anti-inflammation mm-hmm. and she's having great results so mm-hmm. I also had another guy come in for his wife who has cancer
0: mm-hmm. and this
1: is I think his third time and it's just helping her through the treatment process mm-hmm. so yep
0: i found when i've been you know at various uh you know signings talks events for for my book, and you know I'm just talking to people you know yeah. generally about cannabis it, it always amazes me how the medicinal aspects of it come up unprovoked un un yeah. unprompted all the time mm-hmm. you know um i just I was down in Colorado springs I was at uh the Is this you know old used bookshop on the uh on the west side over there and, yeah um i just had a table with some books and i had a guy come in well i had multiple there was i probably only saw nine people that entire evening okay because yeah. it's not a very busy bookshop okay yeah. these are the kind of gigs you get when you publish at the university press and you're your own agent right you just kind yeah. of go yeah. places and just see what happens but anyway uh, i talked to maybe maybe a dozen people at most that night, yeah. but at least half of them when they saw, what my book was about, just opened up about, you know, their own medical experience with yeah. cannabis in some, some form or another. There was one gentleman who I remember in particular who came in with very, very gnarled hands, and yeah. you could tell he's, he had rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, he just kind of just started telling me the story about how um, he started seeing this this guru, this cannabis guru who, yeah. um, provided, I'm, I'm assuming that this person had a background in holistic medicine, you know, probably, you know, much like yourself and, uh, recommended a, a combination, kind of a regimen
1: yeah. of
0: CBD of, of salves. And that I think he was also using a combination THC in there. And he said, yeah. he said, you know what, last week I cut up a pineapple by myself for the first time oh in as long as I can remember. Yeah. And so those kind of stories just came up everywhere. Yeah. And so I, I do think that, you know, regardless of whether you use you know marijuana recreationally or, or medicinally, I mean, I'm, I've always been a proponent of, you know, the fact that most people probably use it medicinally anyway, even if they're not aware yeah, of it. That's right. um, and But it's just kind of um, amazing to me how the, the legalization movement has just kind of opened people up, right? These, yeah. these stories that they weren't comfortable telling anybody. Right. You know they're finally starting to do this and more importantly they're starting to to have access to these products to get yeah. to get better um,
1: yeah yeah that's awesome I had somebody come up to me at Whole Foods and yeah. said hey Joy and I'm thinking I don't even know anybody here yeah and, and it was a husband and wife and they said um, we just want to thank you for changing our lives hmm and I was like oh my gosh uh, I, have, I had a mom come in who she was in here Couple weeks prior, with her daughter, who lives in New York, and her mom's on the, the mom's on the phone. Walks in the shop and says, "Joy, I want I want you to say something to my to my daughter." I get on the phone and the daughter says, "You know, thank you for giving my life back to me. I wake up with a level six pain. I take your tincture, and in ten minutes I can be about my day."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, oh yeah.
0: Do you ever worry about? Oh no! Like uh, medical groups or trade groups, or you know that, that kind of thing, kind of um, you know labeling you as you know like a, a promoter of, of false cures or something like that. I mean, have you taken uh, any steps, you know, to, to head that off? Or no. um, you know, what can you talk about some of the challenges of kind of operating this medical business, but not. Licensed medicine, I mean, but what, it's not really medical. I don't
1: look at it as medical, and I'm not a doctor, sure. Yeah, and I can't make claims, I can give testimonies, right. right? And I don't make claims, I don't I think the product speaks for itself, okay? Um, but no, I mean, I just feel like we're honest, and I'm sharing from my own story mm-hmm. and stories I've heard around the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think
0: I was just talking with uh, my guest from my uh, my next episode yesterday about this whole uh. This whole um, phenomenon of, you know, established medicine kind of rejecting anecdotal evidence, you know, as anecdotal evidence carries no weight, you know, within the the, the evidence-based uh, medical, you know, uh, profession. And we were just kind of lamenting that because, I mean, you know, th- this is something that, you know, is, is obviously effective, you know, based on testimonials and these people have very little reason to lie about, you know these products or this right. <clears throat> even if they just smoked a joints said I felt better you know yeah. that that kind of is just kind of written off you know yeah. by uh oh you know bodies like you know the FDA and, and all the other yeah. um uh, medical professional uh, organizations so um I, I think that it seems like you're going about it you know the right way of just kind of being unassuming and mm-hmm. um letting the the medicine or the the product speak for themselves um but yeah I just wanted if you you know if that came up in your business planning like you know how do we tow this line between offering a product that's therapeutic and then you know I, my thing is that if someone comes in and has a product you know and your product and maybe they don't see the effects that they were looking for or maybe it doesn't work would they you know come back and you know lambast you for something that you were advertising that maybe not or yeah
1: and we haven't had that but we have yeah. had it, people come in that it doesn't work for mm-hmm. Um And we tell people that, you know, it works differently for everybody. Yeah. sometimes the sap's going to work better or the soft gel or the tincture, you don't know what's going to work better for you. Mm -hmm. But, and we always take, we always take the product back and give them their money back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't, I think because we're not making claims, they're not coming back to us and saying, hey, you said.
0: Right, right. Have you seen any CBD business that do make those claims? I'm just wondering if you've seen any. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, uh, there's a little bit of uh, note on your website that said you you were looking at some of the other CBD products and you decided that there needs to be a change here. So can you, can you elaborate more on on that?
1: Well, there are a lot of claims out there. If you're looking up, if you're looking online, sure. Um, there's a lot of claims, and you know I I just don't think it's necessary, and it it doesn't feel completely honest because it does work differently for everybody, and you don't know if it's going to work for the people. I trust our products are the best on the market. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i selling a great product, but it, it might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Or your condition might not, your endocannabinoid receptors might not be receptive.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So, So yeah.
0: What was like a specific thing that you sought to differenti- differentiate from your products uh, versus some of the other stuff that was out there? So um, it seems like you're selling more or less what a lot of other CBD places are selling, cells, ointments. Um, you know, uh, other topical stuff. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Our manufacturer was a biggie for us. The yeah, organic full spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, no THC. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like our branding is classy, mm-hmm. and we wanted a classy look. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff out there uh, isn't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But we we wanted to be set apart.
0: What are some of the, as far as the products themselves, what did you see, besides it being organic, is there anything in the products themselves that you also thought, hey, I'm going to do this you know, better than, than what's out there? What, well, I'm
1: working on a face, face line, face cream.
0: Oh, okay. So, So, cosmetic that, type thing? Or? I,
1: I don't look at that as cosmetic, but, you know, it's an eye cream, a day and night cream, and a face serum. Is that cosmetic?
0: I, Would you use that, Nick? I don't was- use a whole lot of those products was- <laughs> in was- general. <laughs> um, I, I think... Um, I probably would use some, t- I probably should use some type of bag that up. I, I probably should use these products. It's dry here. Um, and I'm just a person who's just kind of at a high energy, high stress level all the time. So um, it would just probably help my skin. But uh, anyway, I don't so know. I am if...
1: working on that. Okay. You so, should probably try it when it comes so, out. Okay.
0: So that's something that.
1: Uh, that I feel like is set apart different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still formulating. I just got the fragrance sample yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean. I'm hoping mid-November we'll have this product on the shelf mm-hmm. and online. Um, we're also working on a vape, and we'll be the only vape that is organic, full spectrum, THC-free. Okay. Most are isolates, mm-hmm. um, hmm. and I'm super excited about that. You know, for anxiety or pain management, that's instant. Yeah, it's the number one way to receive your CBD.
0: Right. Interesting.
1: So I feel like that's going to be completely set apart. Yeah, everybody has tinctures. Everybody has. But we're still full spectrum. Yeah. I, still feel like, I still feel like we're the superior product. Mm-hmm. But these future products that we're coming out with, I'm really excited about.
0: Excellent. So you mentioned um, a little bit ago about some of your philanthropic work. Um, you said that uh, you do working uh, you work on behalf of women, um, girls. Um, are you planning to bring any of that to this business? Um, hmm. Uh, I, this is maybe stuff you haven't thought about before, but so yeah. just feel free to you know. I mean, you've been really asking me so far, but um, I, I just I wrote down here women in the cannabis industry just because this is something that's reported a lot. Um, I don't, you've probably seen articles headline, you know, there are more female CEOs in the cannabis industry than in other mm-hmm. industries, and uh, there there are a couple aspects of cannabis that I find interesting as an industry. Mm-hmm. Um, Being so new, being uh, kind of being established before our eyes, right? We don't have that luxury with any other industry. It's all been established. There's norms and precedents and and cultures that have built up. And one of the most exciting things to me and one of the most uh, hopeful things is that we have the chance to kind of mold this industry according to uh, a little bit more modern progressive values um, yeah. um, you know environmental sustainability yeah. being one of them which That's is right. definitely catching on um, yes. diversity um, people are very very aware of the social justice you know behind the prohibition legalization that kind of yeah. thing and and gender equality um, and so I don't know if you, you've read anything like that or, or does that inform you know what you're doing or you know what what are the main maybe this is a better question what are the main values that are driving your your approach
1: yeah definitely su- su- sustainability yeah. I mean this is something we talk about within the corporate, um, that's important to us. Mm -hmm. Um, but gender equality is always on my mind. I'm a woman. So that feels like that's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. And what I bring, you know, what I've done in Africa and other countries to the cannabis industry, I'm open, Nick. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I feel like we're just trying to run and keep up. Yeah. But, I, you know, my heart is to empower women. Mm-hmm. That's my heart. Yeah. That really fills me up. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, you know, when you can take stuff that you've been through and share it and share your breakthrough stories and encourage others to, to walk that same path, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a pretty cool thing. That's life-giving.
0: Right. I mean, just the fact that, you know, you're a woman who opened up the CBD shop and, you know our, you, you have these uh, you know, values of environmental sustainability, all these things. You, you, that's an example of itself. Right? One, yeah. one could argue, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm open. Cool. But I haven't thought I haven't thought that through yet. Yeah. I don't have a plan yet for Yeah.
0: That. Well, this is all, uh, it seems those all came, came together very, very quickly. It did. So, yeah, you could definitely be forgiven for not thinking of yeah. everything. Yeah, But I do appreciate you uh, talking with me. Um, is there any upcoming events or promotions that you'd like people to know about? Anything going on right now?
1: Well, our bait will be out probably the, the middle of next month. Okay. Super excited about that. Um, our face face care line will be out mid-November. Hmm. Um, I, you know, we keep talking about having events here, Nick, but we there's nothing on the schedule. I would love to tell you yes, <laughs> Fort Collins, please come. I, you know, you just have to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. I don't have anything scheduled, right?
0: Mm. Yes. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for speaking with me. Uh, That was Joy Smith, founder of Joy Organics, a CBD shop in downtown Fort Collins, Colorado. You can find her products, social media information, and more at her website, joyorganics.com. Again, I'm Nick Johnson, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Empirical Discussions.